What is good, my divine dolls? So, checking in on Friday. Again, learning about myself. I think what it is, I don't like to do oracles per se um, on Fridays, but I do enjoy the chit chats. And I am being impressed that this is the perfect time for me to address what you're going to see in the title. Um, I was going to do it next week. Um, but I think I probably would have, it would allowed me of have allowed me to have a lot more ammo <laughs> than what I'm being led to, to give right now. I think that just the way I feel right now is the perfect time to present it. And, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to title it something like along the lines of the Mammy Tarot Reader uh, versus, um, the Athena, um, goddess either pupil or student or just a Athena goddess, right? Um, and one of the things that's coming to me right now as I'm sipping on my tea is um, dealing with the soil because I'm cushioning this message on the pretext that I know a good chunk of you listened to my message on um February 2nd, 2022, where I officially recused myself from the Twin Flame journey and I gave my reasons why. I had fun giving the message. I think it was a long time coming. Um, and so here we are, I'm reflecting and I think that part of you, of you understanding where I think I'm going to go with this message is you need to understand the soil, the fertile soil that is your mind, okay? Um, some of you know I was listening to Mina, the universe guru. She also has a, a YouTube channel that's called um, Million Dollar Babes. And this was my first, today was my first time hearing her live. And that was an amazing experience. Um, but she, one of the things that she said in there was um, all of your beliefs they're false. And she said, and another thing, all of your beliefs are true. And you're thinking, what? Yeah, all of your beliefs are true. And you're going to say, but I thought you said all of your beliefs are true, are false. I did. She did. And so now it comes to you deciding what is true. Age of Aquarius, like I've said before, is about truth and veracity. What is your truth? And some of the messages, the oracles that we've been getting leading up to this point have kind of, I, I hope that you got the nuances, but there's just something about part of getting clarity to be successful in anything that you do. You have to make a decision and it is in in making a decision that you have clarity, you've decided, and that's what you're going to go with. Um, now, that being said, age of Aquarius, veracity, what is true? And I was sitting here thinking about all the times, you know, growing up that I was a child and the truths that were given to me from the pulpit of the Orthodox religion that I was in. And how I transitioned out of it. And 
I think about all of the truths that I've been consuming, you know, on this journey as a spiritual person, as a divine feminine, as someone who thought they were on the twin flame journey. And that's something that is personal. Me sharing this is about my journey. And I hope in some ways it, we laugh, we cry, you know, but I hope that it's inspiring you. And I, I, I'm trusting that I'm leaving gems that you can apply to other areas of your life. Um, But what is the truth that you believe about the type of love that you're worthy of, the type of divine masculine that you're going to attract? I kind of um, am overlapping this with some of the things that we need in the Black community in terms of Black male leadership, right? A little bit sticky, you know, maybe next message I can have a little bit more clean cut um, in terms of, you know, it should be things that shouldn't have to be said, but I think that right now I've mentioned it before is there's a separation of the wheat from the tares. Okay. And at the end of the day, just because they look alike or because you like, there are some, there are some tares. I have seen some pretty weeds, right? Um, and just because you like how the weed looks or it has a certain flower, like dandelions are weeds, <laughs> right? Dandelions are weeds. But um, at the end of the day, you don't want those things as pretty as they are. You don't want them going on your lawn. I remember when I had my my house, like the after moving in, it's like, oh, I was out there on Sunday morning getting, uh, you know, any of the weeds, went to the, to, you know, Lowe's and bought a whole bunch of different things to alchemize, you know, and create a, uh, uh, um, actually balanced pH, pH balance for the soil so that I wouldn't grow any more dandelions. My lawn was my pride. Let me tell you, baby, oh, it was my pride and joy. And, um, one, one of the joys of home ownership, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Gladly played, 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 uh, paid the water bill that came with with keeping that and getting the landscaper and all of that. But when we're talking about separation of wheat from the tears, I talked about how sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, wheat is wheat and tears are tears. So. There comes a point in time where, you know, age of awakening, your eyes are being opened, you're becoming aware of what is and what isn't, what is authentic and what is counterfeit. And um, you get to decide if you want to hold on to the tears and identify with the tears. Um, Because the thing about truth is that you cannot deny it regardless of how you feel or what you've attached yourself to, right? So when I make these statements and I start to, you know, the same process that I went through when I removed myself from the way that I was taught religion, I started to realize that even though I talk about it and I'm working stuff out, I absolutely believe in an abundant 
loving, supreme, magnificent source who loves my melanin skin, gave me the coils in my hair that I'm a daughter, you know, in his or her eyes. And that divine source is absolutely conspiring for me to live a life of luxury and abundance and self-fulfillment. And that's not what I was, you know, told or fed. And, 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 and the evidence of those societies and communities are there. A lot of them live in poverty, in greed, um, in infidelity, um, poverty mindset. And so then for as long as I've been on this twin flame journey, the math just wasn't mathing because maybe, and, and it was with when I started to look at how Aquarius, when I did the actually believe it or not, sapiosexual oracle for um, Aquarius, it really reminded me of how one of the things, their traits is that they're super idealistic and it could be a flaw, but they're super idealistic in, in how they view, you know, the roles that are held. And so I'm truly altruistic when it comes to what I believe divine source is. And so here I am, you know, with those as superimposing those ideas into what a divine masculine is. And so I started a question. I was like, wait a minute. All of the things that I'm hearing, they're telling me the ghosting, the orbiting, the third party situations. One thing that I've known from a very young age, third party situations, there's nothing divine about that. I don't give a shit. Okay. You will never convince me that there is anything divine about that type of energy. I do believe in epigenetics. And if that person is has it in their body to have third-party energy and you conceive with that person, that is... An, and, and the thing is, I haven't really gone into all of it, but the last person I was with, that third-party energy ran from... from <laughs> It runs in the family. And I would be damned if I'm going to give birth to that type of energy. I will be damned if I knowingly give birth to that energy. I would rather die first. Don't know how I got tangled up in it with with. with people that are kind of like that for as as much as I have disdain for it, right? (laughs) I have disdain for third-party situations that is higher than the average person. So for me to experience that not once but twice is just, (laughs) but but one thing I'm not going to do is entertain the reintroduction of that into my life. There's no way I'm giving birth to that type of lineage. Absolutely not. I will not entertain it. Okay. And so what I see is I can't judge for you. I love that I am going on my own journey. And I want to, part of the message I want you to get is at the end of the day, right? 
you need to make sure that you're happy because you cannot and should not look at what I'm doing in the sense of following me because when I tell you I am taking full reign and control of my life and absolutely making sure that I'm happy and fulfilled and and you're going to start to see more and more of that spilling out into the things I do. I'm falling more and more in love with just how free and liberating things are. Um, so I'm not, I am not in a position to believe that, you know, what I'm seeing from, you know, and so now we talk about these, the Mammy Tarot Readers. I have come to my personal conclusion, okay, personal individual conclusion that there is no way when you're telling me that he's unsure um the third party is a no-go for me okay Uh, if I haven't made it clear have absolute disdain for that um not sure about the relationship not going on one year not going on two years not going on three years this has been for a period of time i remember this was maybe almost a year and a half ago almost two years ago and um women in the chat were saying that they were waiting for this divine masculine for eight years and 11 years and i'm sitting there thinking like this is supposed to be normal i just and so that's why i've chosen to just recuse myself you do have options right you can choose to go for the soulmate option, right? And I talked a little bit about it in that podcast where, you know, I can accept, like, let's just say I'm I'm just completely wrong. If you want to, if they want to now pick up this, this thing and say that they're my twin flame, listen, all right, fine, you're my twin flame, but you can twin flame with me from over there, okay? Whatever it is that, you know, if you need me to forgive you, I can forgive you, but I don't think we have to be in each other's spaces because to me, in my mind, at this point, it's kind of like you're becoming the best version of yourself to to ascend energetically and that other person inspires you and we can do that for the rest of our lives, but there's no way, at least if it's any of my exes, absolutely not, right? But I think that it's kind of interesting because you're going to hear this and this is an opportunity for you to determine what your truth is is that your truth do you what does unconditional love mean for you what does um what does loving the divine masculine mean for you what does um accepting you know our, our, um what does the sacrifice mean to you how long are you willing to wait right? And that means that some of you might double down and decide to commit to that journey, okay? Some of you might decide to break free, okay? Now, as it pertains to the Mammy readers, I think that, you know, that's a term that is used in the Black community, and I want to say I've seen it, you know, to me, it has to do with coddling a masculine, Okay. And it was interesting to me because between yesterday and last night, I was studying um, the um, Athena, which is the goddess of wisdom and war. And I found myself realizing that, you know, I've been talking about how I'm don't really 
consider myself to be someone that would give advice to men um uh because after the age of eight like they lean more towards getting advice from other men from their father da 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 okay and so here i am studying about athena and one of the things is that she was kind of like that deity or goddess that would whisper into the air of the heroes right so there was that engagement and and so when you look at you know the the mammy and what she's whispering into the masculine's ear versus an athena archetype that whispers into the hero's ear there's differences right one is coddling and the other one is like um giving words of courage and strength and strategy and intellect right and i know i probably have my biases and i understand that there's going to be you know obviously in women who think that the best way to do it is to coddle there are studies out there about how coddling can um can um hinder and stunt a a man's ability to um perform now one of the interesting things that i um cuz i'm actually re- um listening to another audiobook but one of the things that was so interesting here too um and i believe i heard this from mina from universe guru and she said um women are process oriented and men are outcome oriented so this is a part where i know i do have a percentage of my divine masculines who god bless them like they're still listening to my messages i appreciate the support i you know trusting that there's some value or giving insight into what goes on in the mind of a divine feminine, but obviously at this point, not speaking for the majority or for the collective. Um, I'm speaking for a very small few few of us, but it just kind of speaks to the divine masculine that, you know, pay attention to what is the outcome that you're going to have from listening to an, a mammy archetype and somebody who coddles you and um, versus the outcome that you would receive when you um, listen to um, an Athena archetype woman, right? Um, you're going to have to do, I think this is a come to Jesus moment, right? Roll call where it, we're right in, in, in line and in tune with, you know, black and white, wheat from the tears. What do you believe? Okay. Because for some of us, we might have to decide, am I going to continue to be a mammy? Am I going to continue to cont- coddle the men in my life? Is there a way to get a different outcome? You know, revisit what the process means for you right? And there is a learning curve. There is a learning curve, right? Some of you might decide that that's what you want to do and you're going to continue to buckle down and, you know, let he who is whatever be even more still and he, she who is whatever be whatever more still, right? I'm just here to help you think, right? Some of you are going to decide you know, that you want to take the Athena approach. And then that's why it kind of makes sense that it came out of my work, mouth that 
you're going to have to have a learning curve where you're paying attention to the process and what you're whispering in the, you know, masculine's ear, right? Is it intellectual? Um, is it strategic? Is it, uh, what, what kind of outcome is the process that you're telling them going to play, you know, a role in? And divine masculines, you're going to have to decide, are you going to listen to a mammy? And what is it about listening to a mammy that, why does it resonate with you? Why do you feel that you need to be coddled? Why is it that you feel that you need to have somebody um, speak to you in that way or way, shape or form. And I'm not even going to try to condescend. You're going to have to figure out why. And then when you figure out why you're going to have to figure out, is that the energy that you want? Is that, is that where you want to stay? And what does that mean for the outcome? I'm going to be a little biased and say that, you know, the outcome when, when there's biasing, you're not playing to win. And it leaves you weak and, um, it leaves you with the locus of control outside of yourself, right? That's those are just my thoughts. Now, um, what are what what is the appeal to listening to a um, Athena archetype of woman? What does she look like? What does she sound like? If you were to apply the things that she said, what would be the outcome? Is it going to put you in a decision to win? But at the end of the day, you have to take action, right? Just thought that was interesting. So, yeah, I hope that that, um, I can see where this message is coming out different and just as soft and as perfect as I need it to be, as opposed to because when I was going to come in on Monday, I was going to come in with the big guns. Um, but at the same time, I think that we've addressed several things. Um, what is true to you? Okay. And, um, you're going to decide if you're going to double down or, um, take a different course of direction, course, correct a little bit. Um, and be gentle with yourself as you, you know, go through the learning curve and the readjustment. Um, and all of us have different paths. It is quite possible that I serve two purposes. I'm either, my life path is one that allows me to be at a state in life where I can be all over the board, like the black queen on the chessboard. And me going through those things and having these conversations is going to go into role number two, which is going to um, allow you to question where you stand. And at the end of the day, you decide if you want to buckle down and stick to your beliefs about spirituality, what it means to be a divine feminine, what it means to be a mammy, what it means to... um, to, to stay on a twin flame journey, right? With, with, with the ex or to move forward. Cause in many ways, I feel like I am moving forward. Um, and, and exercising my options, right? And, and maybe part of what I'm going through is to just open your eyes and let you know that there are options. Some of you might believe that 
you just haven't met your divine masculine yet, right? I could see where that's plausible. Mine is a little bit different. I think that just because of the language that's been used for so long, and I think that the way that the the um, twin flame masculine is described, I don't want any parts of it. So I've recused myself from that journey and I'm going the soulmate route. Some of you might decide that the twin flame journey, you still like the idea of how he is um, portrayed and you're willing to put in the time, you know, you're willing to wait eight years, 11 years, you're willing to sacrifice some things and some lonely nights and the uncertainty and the doubt. Um, and, and and everything that comes with it, I kind of feel like low-key, I kind of do feel like a little bit of the process does feel a little bit like gaslighting to me, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I just, again, going back to the Aquarius way of thinking, I, I, I'm super idealistic about how love is. My Mars is in Leo. If, if I were to pinpoint where that feeling is coming from Pisces moon, like very sentimental about relationships. And I love the idea of a loving wife. I love the idea of a, um, of a, um, of a husband that loves to dote on his wife. I love the idea of family units, super idealistic about it. Obviously, if it doesn't come off across, but I understand that everybody's natal chart is different. I understand that some people have air and that means that you you have the heart <laughs> to deal with a little bit more things and that is okay. You are a prism and a facet of what that twin flame journey means. Some people have a little bit of fixed signs more fixed elements in their natal chart. And that means that they're willing to tough it out and they can wait the five years and the eight years and the 11 years, you know, and they're comfortable in being fixed in that area. Some people are a little bit more water based and maybe might decide to just flow on out and flush on out with right behind me. Right. But at the end of the day, um, nothing wrong with it. I think that, um, if, if anything, I would just say to the person that I consider a Mammy Tarot reader, just if, if you decide to double down, then hey. But I just want to maybe bring a little bit of light. Judging, not judging. I know that probably people are going to come for me, but you do have an accountability and responsibility um, for, for the guidance that you're giving. Everybody has, you know, their own individual at the end of the day, they're accountable, but I just want you to kind of reflect and think about what it is that you're saying, what are the standards that you're setting, you know, and, and what the cost can be, right? Because at the end of the day, people do um, rely on you for spiritual guidance. And, and so I'm learning even, like I said, I'm new to the game. So I try to make sure when I do these type of podcasts that I say, this is where I'm at. I'm on a learning curve. This is my journey. These are my thoughts. Um, and at the end of the day, just things to help you think. I'm not going to try to pretend, you know, that I know more than, <laughs> even though it can sound like that, right? More than someone who's been at this for a while. But those are just my thoughts. This is part of my journey. And um, at the end of the day, I'm happy, Right. I'm confident in the decisions that I've made and um, 
and I'm 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 excited about the outcome, right? And and so I just um respect where everybody's at. I think for the mammy conversation, uh I talk more about tarot readers, but and I'll do a separate podcast because I think that I do need to address what that means in the black community, but um, I do believe that they have a responsibility there too and a level of accountability and there might be a little bit of selfishness attached to it. And, and But at the end of the day, we are all free. <laughs> free to, you know, have our own beliefs. And, and um, this is about you getting clarity on what your truth is. I do believe Venus is still in retrograde until, until March. Okay, so that's why we're having all of these conversations. That's why you may feel a pull in a completely different direction. And that's why you're starting to see people starting to reveal, you know, left or right, good or bad, for or against, wheat from the tares, low vibrational, high vibrational, you know. And and so it, it can take a toll. So just be gentle with yourself, but um, that's that's kind of what we're going through energetically right now. So yeah, all right, let me get back to my tea. It has been my pleasure. Until the next podcast, stay pretty. <laughs>